Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kilda, everyone. Now, what you didn't hear before we got on the mic was Squish and I recording for eight minutes about Christmas. We're just about to, t- we're just about to tick over onto nine minutes. Nine minutes of Christmas admin chat. So we've done a lot of Christmas admin talking. We've discussed Secret Santa. We've discussed, um, I don't know, New Year's plans. And we've realised that Ruby is going to be sitting here editing or not editing, listening through to like nine minutes of Christmas admin chat. She's basically part of the family, so it probably just about relates to her. So It definitely does. She, it definitely, her mum actually gets a few call-outs in that Christmas chat, so she'll be loving it. Anyway, sorry for starting off the podcast talking about something that you're not even going to get to hear, but welcome to The Shit Show, where we give you the news without giving you the blues. Squish doesn't love that tagline, but until we have something better, Squish... We running with it? Yeah, well, it actually sounded better today than the previous days. I think I had a bit more sort of gusto today because mm. I wasn't that sure about it last week when a I said more it. Pizzazz. Squish, have you had a good week? Um, yes, I guess I have. I haven't actually thought too hard about the week. It's been warm this week. It was cold last week, so so weather chat is is it's is it summer in New Zealand? That's a good. That's a Good result. That's a good result. Did you win the quiz? How did quiz go? Oh, our quiz was a fuck up. No, we didn't. <gasps> oh no. We only had well, we only had five people, so we were we were a person down. You know, the vibes went right. It was <laughs> the vibes were off. Squish and I have various. We have our our quiz nights in our separate countries that we live in. Um, Squish, ask me how my quiz went this week. No, oh, yeah, I thought this was usually you don't ask about quiz unless something. Lucy, how did your quiz go? Okay. We fucking won the quiz. Oh, my God. That's actually crazy. And if you can hear that I'm, my voice still isn't really back, that's because we celebrated so hard that night for winning the quiz that I lost my voice. <laughs> now, that is the sort of energy I'm liking. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's like real nerd, nerd behavior. Um, we got second the week before and we basically exited the the uh, the pub as quickly as we possibly could after getting our little voucher. <laughs> That's actually – well, we got given shots and wine and so we just could not leave. I've got to record the podcast the next morning after the um, after quiz anyway, so I, I've got <gasps> – oh, I, I have no. to leave. Anyway, Lucy, what was your weirdest thing? Okay, the weirdest thing I saw on the internet this week for anyone that's – new and joining us and wondering why Nick's asking me what my weirdest thing is. It sounds like such a random question when we don't give it context. But also, I have a random answer. Nick, have you seen Crawly on TikTok? Yeah. Only because you sent it to me. It's been sort of freaking me out. Basically, 
Crawley on TikTok is just a group of people who go into a shop, like they go into a Zara or a KFC, like in a mall, and they're just one big group of teenagers and they're all crawling around, like crawling through these shops, freaking out the staff members. And I would be freaked out if I was a staff member. And like the sound behind the video is like this screaming audio. Um one of the videos, Nick, has over 21.8 million likes, which is why I was like, sorry, are we seeing a new subculture of crawling, crawling online? And after a tiny bit of investigation, the the TikTok account's called Crawly Possessed and they label themselves as a cult. And their bio reads, join our cult now and links them to a Discord server called Possessed as well as a Telegram channel with the description, we are cult, destroy your limitations, protest to society, be obsessed with us. And you can join the crawling movement. You can also donate to them at a link in their bio to support the crawling cause. Lucy, have you ever been to the supermarket with no shoes on? Ooh, and your feet get all black and dirty. Yeah, imagine that, but on your hands and on your knees from crawling around on the floor. It's a no from me. I'm not crawling around a mall. Or a, t- no. or a freaking KFC or a Zara. I'm so- it feels like, you know, that real funny, like, Gen Z slash Gen Alpha, like, remember when they created that fake viral movie, Zapotha, and mm-hmm. they use all those, it feels like a big, like, they always just do these things to, like, create fake moral panics and, like, millennials. I can imagine some, some boomers or millennials reading about this being like, oh, my fucking God, the kids are crawling now. Like, Look, I'm not even a big hand sanitizer guy. You know, I don't carry the little things around, you know, that we shoot onto your hands. Yeah. But even I can't deal with that. But. There's not enough hand sanitizer in the world to to, (laughs) to get the grime of a mall floor off my hands. It's of a mall floor. That's disgusting. Um, So, Squish, what's your weirdest thing? Uh, My weirdest thing, it was actually sent in by a listener, which I love. Oh, that's great. It's the Instagram account. Voice of Flinders Street Station. So it's an Instagram account chronicling. Is that a word? Nice. Yeah, chronicling. Yes, that. Uh, a platform announcer at Melbourne, Australia's Flinders Street Station. So he's a dude, dude named um, Lawrence Hewson. Um, he has crazy big hair, big old mutton chops, and he has only been in the straw for three weeks. But an Instagram account in his honour has already reached 40,000 followers. So what he does basically is, you know, when you're on the platform of a train station. Yeah. It goes, platform three, train two, Sydney, now leaving in, you know, <laughs> in one minute. You'd be really good at that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Not as good as Lawrence, but he basically just rocks up with the microphone, takes the piss. <laughs> Does it? I want to challenge anyone to look at a locomotive like that and not be incorrect. What a fabulous specimen of German engineering. So similar, so flat, so beautiful. Fantastic. Squish, I love when um when I was gonna say readers, when listeners send us their weirdest things or things to talk about, mostly because it means we have to do less work. But I love no, it. No, I love it because it means they've thought of us. I not no, it's actually so <laughs> cute. Speaking of people that thought of us, did you see the cute reviews that we got? Yeah. So everyone, you know how we've been asking you, practically begging you to leave us reviews. Um, I'm actually going to read out two reviews that we got because they're so cute. So this one's from Cybernetic Gorilla. Great name, I think. Mm. Making the news more bearable. 
The hosts are very funny and make me laugh out loud. I enjoy their sense of humour and look forward to future episodes. Go ahead, bro. Get silly with it. I love that review. It's so formal. It's, I look yeah. forward to future episodes. But also, get silly with it. <laughs> so that's from the United States. And then this one's from Canada. This pod makes me smile and think of my brother and I. Love listening. It's from M. Marks. Aww. That's really cute. So everyone. Your brother sounds like a legend. Just not. If you leave us a review, we do we do read it. And they, they do warm our hearts. And thank you for making them five-star ones and not really mean ones. Because <laughs> we do read them. And if they were mean, I would cry. <laughs> Anyway, Squash, should we move into hot girl headlines? Yes. Because hot girls like Squish don't always have time to read the news, so we do it for you. Hot girl headline number one, Riz was named the word of the year by Oxford Bloody Dictionary. What a fuck up. Like, seriously, Riz. What an absolute... <laughs> seriously, Riz, we thought it was going to be Swifty. We had a whole chat about it. <laughs> we thought Taylor Swift ran every facet of the world. and. Little precursor to a story that's coming. She almost, almost does. She may be able to get person of the year. She couldn't get word of the year, though, with Swifty. Um, so, Squash, you weren't happy with Riz? Nah, not happy with Riz. I don't know what more I can say about it, to be honest. There's way better words. But I guess, nah, I don't even reckon it's had the most impact this year, the word Riz. No, Riz did not have the most impact. For anyone wondering what Riz is, the easiest way to describe it is, like, shortened charisma so if someone comes up to you they might not be the hottest they might not be the most successful but if they've got that gift of the gab or if they just have that energy about them they've got that charisma they've got riz but nick i did write in the newsletter about the word of the year and i was maybe i just spoke about this last week actually but i'll say it again it feels like these are so internety and it's like almost like oxford wanted to have this like a viral moment by putting in all these buzzy, weird internet words, which is totally like their bag. Go do that. But also the reason I think these words feel so cringe is because like trends come and go so fast now on the internet that words like beige flag and situ- situationships a bit different and Riz, like maybe they were trendy, but they're totally, they won't be in a month. Yeah, that's probably one aspect to it. The other aspect is they're just trying to, like it's a, it's a dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be... Like, Swag. fashionable, not with kids. <laughs> it's giving major may-may energy. No. Anyway, I will say I do love word of the year, time of year, because even though we roast it, it's at least a fun, low-stakes thing to roast. To be fair, in previous years, they've all been kind of shit, you know? like Oxford have always been the, like, trendy ones. So this is what they've had from 2013. It goes like this. Selfie, vape, crying laugh emoji face with tears of joy. <laughs> so they had an emoji. <laughs> Now, give me the Unicode code, please. Unicode U plus 1F602. Post-truth, youthquake, toxic, climate emergency, 2020, no single word chosen. Fair enough. 2021, vax, goblin mode, and now Riz. But I feel like Riz is even less relevant than like a lot of those ones. Vape in 2014, man. That's ahead of the times. What about the American Dialect Society? 2021 was insurrection. 2022 was just ussy. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, no bullshit. That's, no, that's Oxford true. put ussy. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. There's a Wikipedia article for the, the term ussy. And? And there's like, you know, the little pictures? Yeah. With the little captions? A calzone could also be called a pazussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it could. <laughs> I love that whoever Wikipedia edited The hole that. in the center of this donut could be called a donut no, ussy. No, what? no, that is not even right. That's like, ussy is like, <laughs> oh, my so God. Bad. He threw his whole Mark Ruffalussy into that shot, into that film. <laughs> that was a, I don't know why that came to my head. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyway. Anyway. Can we move to the next hot girl headline? Yeah, please. For, for the love of God. <laughs> for the love of the people. Spotify to ax 1,500 workers to cut cost. That is from the BBC or C. No, that is from the PPC. Um, Squish, I'm just putting this in here because Spotify Wrapped happened last week. We spent a lot of time talking about it. And then it seems fickle timing to me that at the same time as the news cycle is talking about Wrapped, they try to sneak in a little, oh, we're also cutting 1,500 workers. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry, Yeah, I know. That's 17% of its workforce, everyone. They're clamping down on costs, as is everyone. And then, Squish, you've put a wee headline in here. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 6 officially got announced and the trailer got released. And I know I know, this is a big deal because on TikTok I see lots of people commenting like, oh, my God, we made it to the moon before getting GTA 6. Or, oh, my God, this, person before, this thing happened before GTA 6. So people are really wanting it. Big time. Yeah, so Grand Theft Auto 5, the most popular game of all time. Like, it's made like $800 billion or some shit. Or 400 maybe. I don't know. Billion. Yeah, it's fucking heaps. Because it sold like a billion copies, more than that. Holy shit. Because it's been on for so long. It came out in 2013. I remember people taking time off school to go and play it. Oh my God. One of the people in my maths class in year 13, statistics, took a whole week off to play Grand Theft Auto V and he finished it in that time. So. Oh my god! Good on him. But it came out, you know, it came out on the PlayStation Three, then Four, then Five came out. So every every time a new one came out, they released a new version of Grand Theft Auto Five. So people bought like four different copies. It's fucking. It sold so much. And then there's the online thing. Listen to this. I just need to tell you how much, how many copies sold. Yeah. In two thousand and eight, Grand Theft Auto Four sold twenty five million copies. In twenty thirteen, Grand Theft Auto Five. Sold 185 million copies. Mm. And then in 2025, Grand Theft Auto 6, to be confirmed, it cost $2 billion to develop. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. Like, wow. Gaming is crazy. It's been 10 years since Grand Theft Auto 5 came out. Anyway, it's going to be set in Vice City, 
which you may remember Grand Theft Auto Vice City from yes. like the early 2000s, late 90s. Um, so it's going back to Vice City, which is kind of like a Miami clone. Yeah, as we said, released in 2025, and it's got a woman protagonist for the first time, a woman named Lucia. Oh, slow. Wearing an orange inmate shirt, Lucy. You're wearing an orange shirt right now. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, this has actually been my God. side quest. I'm not writing a book. I've actually just been writing the storylines for my character in GTA 6. Yeah, she's actually been developing Grand Theft Auto 6. Just to go back to fact-checking what you said about Grand Theft Auto 5, it made $7.7 billion. Yeah, wilder. That's crazy. Like, crazy. Squish, I think we should start off with the news story that you've been hiding from me, the Person of the Year, Times Person of the Year discussion. I... Yes. Didn't look at this specifically so that Nick could tell me who was on the list. But then, before we got on the mic, it was announced that Taylor Swift is your person of the year, everyone. Round of applause. Yay, Taylor. Yeah, I would have guessed her. And I read the article about her, and it's fucking incredibly written. Just everyone, I would recommend going to time and reading that. But Squish... Give me some of the contenders. I don't know who she was up against. Who'd she beat? Yeah, well, it was a giant fuck-up. So, uh, so <laughs> It was a giant fuck-up list <laughs> because I had this whole thing planned. I was going to – I told you last night, don't look at the, the short list because I'll run through it and we can pick who we gonna think is going to win. But they went ahead and released it before we recorded anyway. So, yeah, um, Taylor Swift won. I'll give you a few of the other contenders. And there's some big names, as you'd probably expect – First off, we had the Hollywood strikers. So the screenwriters and the actors were on strike throughout the year, um, as you're probably aware. I'm actually talking about them as one of my news stories today. Oh, true. This is such a serendipitous episode. We are slaying. So, yes, yeah, so everybody knows what happened there. Basically, they went on strike and then they're not. More to come. More, Yeah, more to come if you're interested. Bear with. Xi Jinping, Chinese President Xi Jinping. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like he's been that impactful this year, but whatever. He's the president of China, which is like yeah, the most true. powerful country in the world, probably. He's been on the Time 100 list 10 times. So Wow. And he was also runner-up for 2017 Person of the Year. So he's been in and around the list for a while. Um, Taylor Swift, obviously we all know what she's done this year. The Eras Tour. Slayed the game. Um, Sam Altman, we talked about him last wow. week. Wow. Um, he's the CEO and wasn't the CEO for a brief moment of OpenAI. Um, the company that released ChatGPT, which you probably have to say made a pretty big impact this year. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Barbie. It seems like that was a long time ago. The Barbie movie coming Holy out. Holy shit. Yeah. $1.4 billy at the box office. You'd have to feel pretty shit if you were Greta Gerwig who wrote and directed the movie and then Barbie was the one getting the nomination for Person of the Year. Yeah. Per- yeah. Sucks to be you, Greta. But- hey. We stand Gritter on this pod. We've got Vladdy Poots. Vladimir Putin, for those who don't know who Vladdy Poots is. Uh, 2007 Person of the Year, so he's already been. That's crazy because he's like keeping himself in power. Um, King Charles III. Oh, okay. What the hell's he done to- I don't know. I feel like he should have been in the running last year, but he just he officially took over in May. Quite cool that Taylor Swift beat him. The Queen beat the King. Yes. We've also got Jay Power, Jerome Powell from the um, Chairman of the Federal Reserve Apparently, he was on the list for... Oh, Lucy. <laughs> Sorry, that one. Um, how dare you make that face? The listeners, she made a face at me, stuck her tongue out, leaned back in her <laughs> chair like she didn't give a shit. Fiscal policy is really important. He he managed to architect the 
soft landing by reducing inflation and not causing recession, Lucy. Okay, so he's very important, but probably only for Americans, and he definitely didn't win. And was there anybody else? No. So wow, they were the. Uh, Do we know who got runner up? I don't know. Was there a runner up? Okay, here we go. Person of the year, Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. CEO of the year, Sam Altman. Athlete of the year, Lionel Messi. Breakthrough of the year, Alex Newell. Okay, so there we go with person slash people of the year, team. Now, Squish, during that, you mentioned two things. One, you mentioned the Hollywood strikers, and I'm going to talk about them. And then another one you mentioned was a plane crash done by Vladimir Putin, Mm -hmm. and you're going to mention a plane crash. So I just can't believe how... Well, this episode's coming together. Let me very quickly talk to you all about the Hollywood Actors Union. So, as we all know, they were on strike for a very, very long time, over 100 days. Now, today, they have ratified the strike-ending contract. So, this just means that they had a tentative agreement about a month ago, and they have been actually back to work since then. Um, but they've just ratified, a.k.a. formally ended the strike. Actors won $1 billion in new compensation and benefits, as well as protection from studios using AI. Fran Drescher, Squish, who we know as the nanny, but is also union president. You loved the I nanny. the nanny. So much. If you want a little Lucy deep cut... She would just walk around the house singing the theme song. <laughs> she to the was nanny. out on her fanny. Especially the bit where she her fanny. Yeah, <laughs> it's that, the only that. bit I know. The flashy girl for flushing. Yeah, I need to get back into that. Anyway, Fran Drescher said, "This is a golden age for SAG AFTRA, and our union has never been more powerful." So, very quickly, squish. The deal includes an immediate eleven percent pay increase for background actors. A $40 million residual bonus for actors who work on series or films released on streaming services that become successful. I'm not sure how they um, define successful. Uh, I did do a speech on that in year eight. How do we define success? But I'm not sure how the the strikers. But you've forgotten the speech. (laughs) Yep. And I'm struggling to find it in my personal life as well, but we'll talk about that later. AI protections. Um, that require informed consent and fair compensation for any living or dead performer. That's another thing that the deal includes. New makeup and hairstyling requirements, including experts for performance with diverse hair textures and skin types, and a first-ever requirement to hire intimacy coordinators on set for scenes involving sex and nudity. Nudity! (laughs) Nudity! Nudity! No, it sounds like a plane. And in in shit show spirit, squish, someone crashed a plane and is going to jail. Don't know why that's – maybe it's because our, our podcast is like a plane crash. But... Lucy, I went flying on the weekend. That was pretty cool. <gasps> Why well, yes, that's what – when I asked – oh, sorry. That was really <laughs> – when I asked about your week, that's what you should have said. Quickly tell oh, us. But it seems so long ago no, now. Quick, you need to start writing down – People need to know you. Start, but oh. tell us about the flight, just quickly. Sophie got me a trial flight because I've been thinking about learning how to fly. So she got me a trial flight for my birthday, and I finally used it, and it was fun. Well, because I live right by the airport, which is awesome because yeah. I get to see the little planes flying around all the time. Um, so it was cool to actually go up and be in the little plane. And he said I was really good. <gasps> all those years playing flight simulator. Do you think you'll do it again? 
Yeah, I think so. I just maybe when the, the when the podcast union strikes and I get a pay rise, I'll uh, learn how to fly. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so you had a successful flying situation. What are we yes. talking about today? Well, a couple of months ago, like a year ago, actually like two years ago, <laughs> in twenty twenty one. December 2021, (laughs) but it feels like just a couple of months ago, a YouTuber crashed his plane in Southern California and recorded a video of it to, quote, gain notoriety and to make money. What? Um, (laughs) He's been sentenced to six months in prison for obstructing investigation into the crash by destroying the wreckage. So the YouTuber, who's Trevor Jacob, he's 30, he's from California, he's a former Olympic athlete, he was a snowboarder. Um, he pleaded guilty in June to one count of destruction and concealment with the intent to obstruct a federal investigation. And so basically the story was, on November 24th, 2021, he took off in his 1940 Taylorcraft plane. It was a pretty cool little plane, really old. He took off from Lompoc Airport. Don't know where that is, but I assume it's on the coast. He was going to fly about 215 miles to Mammoth Lakes, which would be a really lovely flight up over the mountains. It'd be nice. But he never intended to reach the destination. Instead, this is what the prosecutor said, he planned to eject himself from the plane during the flight and video himself parachuting to the ground as it crashed. So the mock accident had been orchestrated to sell wallets that Mr. Jacob had agreed to promote one of his videos. So like a Ridge Wallet stunt. What? Obviously, the wallet company's not super stoked about this. Surely they had to sign off. Great advertising, kind of, in a way. So around 35 minutes, he jumped from the plane with a skydiving parachute, coincidentally, and a selfie stick that he just managed to have lying around. And then he walked later, a couple of days later, he walked to the... Well, he made it out like, oh my God, my engine's dying. Shit, shit, blah, blah, blah. Out of the plane. Then he released this YouTube video. He walked to the wreckage and then got his mate with a helicopter to come pick it up and he destroyed it once he figured out that he'd actually made a major fuck up. (laughs) That's actually the charge that he's been done for. Jumping out of the plane, whatever, but obstructing the course of justice by destroying the evidence is what he's actually getting charged for. He released this YouTube video and everyone that's ever flown a plane before was like, "Uh, (laughs) that's not the sound of a dying engine. You just turned it off. And, oh my god! <laughs> and why have you got a skydiving parachute? And why have you got cameras all over the plane? He and a released selfie stick? the video. So everyone was like, immediately, what a load of bullshit! Um, it's, it's, so yeah, so six months in prison for him. I watched one of his videos, and he seems like a cop. <laughs> well, yes, anyone that puts getting clout online and doing random shit for their online life over their literal real life and other people's real life and the life of that plane. Is a cop. It was a cute little plane. That's cr- so wasteful and dangerous mm. and just so, crazy. Ridge Wallet. Buy a Ridge Wallet. Um, six months in prison, probably not worth it. <laughs> no. Well, Squish, um, speaking of putting online life over your real life, who wants to farm potatoes in the metaverse? Me. Exploring Me. Exploring Roblox's corporate hell worlds. This just felt really s- shit show. So, guys, remember... I don't know, last year, maybe it was two years ago, maybe it was a few months ago, when the metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg famously invested heavily into it. Um, It's like that janky online virtual world. Roblox, or kids on Roblox, Roblox is still like sort of being talked about as the Hmm. metaverse. But anyway, basically brands have co-opted places in Roblox and they're advertising their 
their products doing little games and a guy did a deep dive on The Guardian where he went in and looked at all the little games. If you haven't heard of Roblox, I think I've spoken about it before on the shit show. It's like a world where this guy says it's a it's a more rubbish version of Minecraft where instead of creating worlds, mostly children create to- create games. So you can like upload your own games and monetize them and make Robux, which is the in-game currency. Not only can children make games, but brands can make games. So Squish, some of the games that brands have invested in on Roblox are McCain's Farms of the Future. So this is like where you farm potatoes. L'Oreal Paris Hair Colour. This is like a game that you play where you have to dye people's hair or do their hair. Um Seems fine. Hairdressing simulator. Samsung Space Tycoon, which apparently isn't actually really about space. What you do is you run around a space station mining the raw materials such as copper and cobalt to turn into Samsung. Oh, you rip rip the cables out of the walls of the space station. That's a good idea. To turn into Samsung products like Galaxy Watches and Z Flip phones. You then sell them to make funds available to hire an alien workforce to assemble the future Samsung products like hoverboards, pogo sticks, and Z Flip backpacks. It's like, what are we teaching kids? First of all, we talked last week about mining in Congo and kids giving up vaping on TikTok because of the human rights abuses over there. So we all know about cobalt. Second of all, an alien workforce to start making all your Samsung thing. And then, Squish, we have Victoria's Secret Happy Nation, um, which is... What in the fuck could that be about? (laughs) Victoria's Secret is lingerie, but they've launched... And they've made a kid's game. On Roblox, it's size-inclusive and gender-free products such as sweats, swimwear, bras, undies, and body care aimed at tweens all under the Happy Nation brand. So this is, it's deleted now, but the guy wrote, I read that the Happy Nation Roblox games Roblox game has you running around a happy shopping center, going down slides, customizing shirts, and playing obby games, obstacle games, and then you win virtual money to spend. So there you go. And then the one I thought that you would like is called Unofficial Ryanair. And this is what is written about it. Hats off to 19-year-old Aberdeen computer science student Sebastian Codling, who coded the unofficial Ryanair Roblox world when he was just 11. Nick, since 2015, he's coded this world. He's helped simulate more than a million Ryanair flights with all the thrills, spills, frustration, and wanting to jump out of the airplane window of the real thing. So he employs full-time staff to cope with the demand from more what? than 80,000 people that play this game. So for this one, you have to book an actual ticket. There are more flights in the evenings after school. This guy booked in on the 19... 19- on the 7.45 from Krakow. Krakow? Krakow? Flexi Plus tickets cost 620 Robux or £5.50 five in real money. And Roblox takes a cut of all its games creators' profits. But otherwise, game creators do get... Like, this guy's making some money. What the hell? Look, I've really... I've always heard about Roblox. And I've always just thought it was kind of like a knockoff Minecraft. But it seems to be actually more than that. I'm thinking it seems kind of cool. It sounds crazy. It sounds like Second Life, you know, remember? Yeah. From back in the day. It sounds like that. Oh, my God. Wait, listen to this. Once you've checked into the airport at a real time, 
the experience couldn't be closer to the real thing. It's got overpriced food, overcrowded chicken lanes, and charges for any luggage that weighs more than a slice of cucumber. The amazing thing is all the people you see and engage with are also real pa- real people playing on Roblox, from the other passengers to the staff to the pilot. You can even apply to work at Roblox Ryanair. And then he said he wanted to see what would happen if he told the person at the check-in desk that he had a bomb in his suitcase and he was taken away to be officially bollocked by security. So oh anyway, that's what's going on. In- this is weird. I'm, I, I want to sit here and be like, What's the point? But but it's fun. Yeah, and obviously lots of people are doing it, and people are making lots of money off it. So I want to kind of investigate this a little bit more. And also, I think because me and you like sort of love, like even though we never grew up like gaming, gaming, we love like computer games and mini clip and Club Penguin and the Simpsons game. Like, there's something about a virtual world that I fucking love. I think we should get into Roblox. Yeah, can we make a Cisco game, Roblox, Roblox Cisco game? People yeah. can come and join our Cisco virtual. World. Um, recordings or something yes sorry innovation station and squish i do have some good news for you and this is a story from 2022 but i wanted to share it Mm -hmm. paralyzed man communicates first words in months using brain implant i want a beer dudes rock (laughs) i fucking dudes rule the world a completely paralysed man who has left unable to communicate for months after losing the ability to even move his eyes has used a brain implant to ask his caregivers for a beer. The man who is now 36, he had two square electrode arrays surgically implanted into his brain to facilitate communication after he was left in a locked-in state as a result of ALS. Nick, you'll maybe know of ALS. It's what Stephen Hawking had. Mm-hmm. The ice bucket challenge, right? Yeah, and that's what the, the ice bucket challenge was raising money for. So until now, which was in 2022, a brain implant had not been tested on a completely locked-in patient, so it was not known whether it was actually feasible for people that had lost all voluntary muscular control. But he was able to ask for a beer. He also asked to listen to a band and he requested a head massage from his mother and he ordered a curry so this guy legend what a legend anyway i thought i'd bring that good news story even though it was from 2022 i saw the headline and i just thought feels like something we should finish this podcast on hell yeah now also everyone a bit of a uh, housekeeping note there won't be an episode next week but there will be our final episode of the shit show the week after we're going to be running through some of the most shit showy things that have happened in the year it's going to be a really good one we'll have some beers or something while we do it and it's all for you so yeah sounds good leave us a nice review and we'll give it to you all right right team catch you in a few weeks